And now, coming to you from the shadow of America's mountain, Rocky Mountain Revival Radio presents Waymaker Ministries. Welcome to Waymaker Ministries. I'm your host, Ethan. With me today is my always amazing co-host, Lily Phillips. Lily, how you doing today? I'm doing really good, Ethan. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm really glad to hear that. All right. Before we get into today's show, I just want to get a few housekeeping items out of the way. Check out the show's website, waymaker.rmrr.live, for all the latest information and updates about the show. There's a Contact Us form to submit feedback, comments, suggestions, or to be a guest, or if you want, you can recommend a guest on that on the show. If you need prayer, there are two ways for us to contact to step with you in prayer the first way you can do that is the prayer request form on the website we would love to stand in prayer for you and with you the second way you can do that is write us at prayer at waymaker.rmrr.live like and subscribe to the show's youtube page we can also be found on all your favorite podcasts podcast sites you can also find a listing to those on the Waymaker website under the show archive link. Follow us on Facebook for additional content and information. And if you like the show and the show's content and feel led to donate to us, there are links to do so on the website, the show description, and for those watching on your screens. There is also Tithely, the app or the website, um, where you can where you can select where you want to give. In the future, Tithely will be used for text to give. Alright, we have another amazing show for you today. And today's episode is titled, Healing and Miracles. And, if you like today's show, we encourage you to share with your friends, family, co-workers, etc. Because, sharing is caring. But, before we jump into today's commercials, before we jump into today's topic, I think we have some commercials. (laughs) So, our first commercial is... With Love Custom Crafts, RMRR and Waymaker Ministries is now partnered with my dad's good friend, Kenzie, over at With Love Custom Crafts. With Love Custom Crafts is a Christian-owned small business. Her products are primarily focused towards women. The company target line reads, creating custom quality items at affordable prices, all made with love. And the website, if you want to go check it out, is withlovecustomcrafts.com. That will also be on, if you're watching, it will be on your screens, and it will also be in the show description. The second commercial is RMRR and Waymaker Ministries are partnered with Bytac. Bite Tag is the safest and most advanced pet tag on the market. It allows you to create a personal profile for you and your pet. When scanned, it it will give a a notification that your pet's tag has been scanned. It also gives the scanner the option of notifying the pet's owner that the pet has been found. And the tag uses GPS tracking to notify the owner that of their pet's location. There is no monthly or annual service or or subscription fees, and Bite Tag puts your privacy first. 
bite tag is truly the last pet tag you will ever need. And as an additional bonus, if you use discount code RMRR15, you can get a 15% discount off the purchase price. And check out the bite tag slide, which attaches directly to your pet's collar. With the bite tag slide, there is zero risk of getting caught on objects while playing or moving around. Lily, do you want to take our next commercial? Yes, please. Our next commercial, you guys, is Redemption Squad Ministries. So we recently had this fantastic outreach last Saturday, and I got to be partnered with a very fiercely devoted minister. So I was so grateful for that opportunity. We actually witnessed two salvations, which was so amazing. Some people had questions about works and faith and they were so lost and confused in Catholicism, religion, and earning your way to heaven. When asked um, that infamous question, you know, if you die, where would you go? What would you tell Jesus? Why should you get into heaven? These people said, well, we're working on it. But here's the thing, you don't have to work on it. Because it is by grace you have been saved, not by works, so that no one can boast. So, two young people... A uh, brother and a sister came to Christ this past weekend as we were going out into these really rough neighborhoods full of poverty and addiction, strongholds, and uh, we just shared the love of God with them. It was so good. So Redemption Squad Ministries headed by Zach and Melissa in Colorado Springs, Colorado. We don't have a scheduled outreach coming up. But when we do, we always meet on Friday nights at about 6 at Radiant Church Central Campus to pack up a ton of boxes, provision boxes full of food and hygiene products, whatever you may need. And then Saturday morning, we gather at about 10, same place, same spot, and we pray to communion and then pass out the boxes to a neighborhood, people who really need them. So yeah, if you want to sew into their ministry, check them out. Go for it. Redemption Squad Ministries. And the next one is Valentine Comfort Shoes. So Valentine Comfort Shoes is a veteran-owned business by Sean and Amy Blake. They are just amazing people. If if you want to go find some shoes that if you have some back pain or you just need a new pair of shoes, head on down. Because um, they are amazing people. Um, and they will help find the shoe that fits you and fits your needs. And... Or, if you just want some prayer, stop by and Sean and Amy will gladly pray pray with you. Um, And so, that will be in the show description. And, um, if you want to get your own Waymaker shirt, um, you can go check out RMRR and Waymaker merch store, which is shop.rmrr.live, where you can check out merch like what I'm wearing now. And, this, this coming up, on the 6th, the 16th, Sunday the 16th through Wednesday the 19th is the Living Proof Tent Crusade with Mario Murillo. It will be at 6.30 p.m. at CFAN Campus, and the address to that will be in the show description, and more information will be on that. Also, thank you to Destiny Music for letting us use their music in our show. They are amazing people, and so thank you for letting us use your music. Let's get into today's show. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. There are a couple definitions that I want to give. The first one is the healing definition. So the healing, the gift of healing, this spiritual gift is closely related to the gifts of faith and miracles. 
all spiritual gifts are to be exercised in faith, but gifts of healings involve a certain special measure of it this gift is is interestingly in that there is no there's no guarantee that a person will always be able to heal anyone he or she desires it is subject to the sovereign will of god this gift is given at various times and places to reveal the god of heaven to the sick or tormented if healing is not guaranteed then we can con conclude that god has the greater plans for letting the person go through the illness or inf infirmant the spiritual gift of healing is an intimate one that it reveals the heart and compassion of god jesus is the great healer and physician and during his ministry on earth he healed countless people and cast out demons the next one is the gift of miracles the spiritual gift of miracles is described in scripture much like the gift of healing jesus the apostles the apostles and others believe believer such as steve such as stephen regularly performed miracles and all kinds including casting out demons healing raising people from the dead striking people dead casting uh causing blindness and much more Miracles were miracles were given by God to the to the church to reveal the presence and glory of God among his people and to create a sense of awe and wonder and godly fear. Someone with this gift will have a heightened sen sensitivity to the presence and power of God through his Holy Spirit. They have a special measure of faith and desire for God to reveal himself and draw many to faith in his son, Jesus Christ. They take care not to draw attention to themselves or have a following of people, but are constantly pointing others to Jesus. Those with this with this gift understand that God is sovereign and he can work when and how he desires. And they make sure they are available and listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. This gift is often is often accompanied by prayer and strong potential in these individuals for God to reveal his glory to to someone they do not they do not claim themselves power themselves but always give credit and glory to god for his mighty works often god will deliberate humble themselves will deliberately humble themselves them to keep them relying on his grace and pointing to his son rather than miracles so those definitions wow. those those definitions are amazing and incredible it, it tells me that all the gifts they work in faith there is faith in all the gifts faith is 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 a gift and but there's also some some so there's also some like with with the miracles let's use that there's there's a like some humility that has to go with that gift to point out god's works not what the person does um, and, and there's a form of humility, um, but you're also with that gift, you're supposed to seek out and point people towards God. Um, and that's, that's just an amazing gift. And I think we have some scriptures. Um, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, scripture. you know, uh, as Ethan was reading, I was actually just going over some Psalms again and, you know, God is just so good. I just want to start out by praising him. But when approaching this topic, my first question asked was, why does God heal? 
So I came to Isaiah 53, verses 5 and 6. It says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. By his scourging, we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each one of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall upon him. So God heals Mm. because he already endured the things for us. He Mm. is gracious and has prepared a way out at his own expense. The chastening Mm. for our well-being fell upon him. By his Mm. scourging, his pain, his excruciating crucifixion, we are healed. Mm. There's a fa- there's this phrase that came to mind while writing this that says misery enjoys company. Meaning if you are tormented and in pain and brought down, then you try to bring others down with you. And that secular phrase is the opposite of God. The God we see in this scripture and the God of the Bible and the God sitting beside me here today. Christ endured hell so that we don't have to. Christ received the lashes and deprecation so that we don't have to. So when Jesus was in the utmost ministry or misery, (laughs) big difference there, the utmost misery, crying out, oh, God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. He did this so that no one else would have to make another atoning sacrifice. He was brought down so low so that we would have a way to be risen up. Earthly misery may enjoy company, but the God of hope fought to have fellowship with us. God heals because he already endured our pain, so we don't have to. So then I came to another question so commonly asked, why is there still sickness in the world if this has already been done? Christ made the propitiation, I can't say that word, propitiation. There you go. I think I got it. Of our sins. Why is there still sickness in the world? So there's still sickness in the world simply because the prince of darkness is within this world and has this great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. He prowls around like a warring lion described in 1 Peter 5, 8, looking for people to devour. Often he desires to steal the life more abundantly that Christ died for by degrading it with sickness and sin that Christ already bore. Revelation 12, 12 says this, it says, For this rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, but woe to the earth and to the sea, because the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. And then there is also still sickness in this world, because this present earth is decaying and aging, as the world is creating a new thing. Isaiah 40 verses 7 through 8 says this, The grass withers, the flowers fade, when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. Mm. And Isaiah goes on to prophesy this in Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. Do not call to mind the former things, or ponder the things of the past. Behold, I will do something new, now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. So this is the will of God, newness, wholeness, completion, and also a beginning with that completion. In miracles and gifts of healing, we see his will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Soon, ultimately, his will will be done in his fullest. And we know this to be true because it's revealed in a prophecy and a promise. Revelation 22 verses 1 through 3 says this. So flip to your Bibles with me and... We're going to read some Revelation 22 verses 1 through 3 because we may have some present struggles, that's for sure. 
That's for certain. But we have this promise at the end, at the end of it all, in the beginning of something else. This is what we'll see. John says, Then he showed me a river of the water of life, clear as crystal coming from the throne of God and of the Lamb in the middle of its street. On either side of the river was the tree of life bearing twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the trees and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of nations. So of nations, of its citizens, of all those individuals who were and all the posterity that's to come. The healing is for the nations. There will no longer be any curse and the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it and his bondservants will serve him. So we have this promise. Soon in heaven the food will consume will be healing leaves, true medicine, not that prescription that has all its side effects. Not Prozac and Benol, no, not opioids, not overdosing on medicine, trying to get better, but actually making yourself worth worse. You could eat many leaves of this tree of life, I'm certain of it. You wouldn't get sick. There would be no side effect. It wouldn't worsen your condition, no, because he already has wiped away every tear when we'd eat this leaf. And we would be satisfied by just a speck of it. All the sickness and the brokenheartedness we endured on this world would be over. And we would consume this tree of life, healing for the nations. And it would be done. It would be done. And we could serve God without mm. ceasing, without fainting forever. But we're starting now on earth. Mm. So mm. after all this, I asked myself, well, why is there still sickness in Christians if you know, God's um, uh, a good God and we believe him and we have faith and we're praying and we're trying to grasp his will on heaven and bring it down to earth in our own lives. Why is there still sickness in Christians? So there may be strongholds of infirmity that have to be broken, generational curses that you can't just let sit idly by. Mm -hmm. You can't just let a curse sit and dissipate. No, it's just going to fester. You have Amen. to intentionally break it and bind it to the pits of hell. Or perhaps sickness becomes a blessing that leads you praying to God. As described in James 5, you know, it says, Go to the elders, let them anoint you with oil and pray for your sickness. That's an opportunity to pray. Sometimes sickness just leads you to pray and that's why God lets it happen. Why God allows it. Sickness may also be an attack of the enemy. Because often when my soul and heart and mind has resisted the schemes of Satan, he tries to attack my body. Yeah, at first when I observed this happening, I didn't think I had any choice but to endure because how can my flesh align with promise of God's healing? Mm. You know, I thought it was just a spiritual thing. You know, I can pray for my heart and for my mind, but how can I pray for my body? That's that's a different thing. That's a different Come on. story. Because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So I'll just let my flesh be weak and not mm. pray. But here's the thing. If your spirit is so strong, then your flesh is going to have to submit to it and follow and align with God's will too. So you can pray for your body and you can receive healing and it can be done in Jesus' name. So I discovered that I can pray for both my soul and my body. Yeah. So Ethan, you seem like you have thoughts. I want to pause there and let you talk. So <laughs> I I was just, I was, I was thinking back to something that I read in the description in the description and some of the things that I heard to where I just remember this, this thing that, um, the last tent revival, um, if, if you've watched RMRR, uh, Donna, 
Dr. Donna uh, Grant Wilcox. Um, she was actually healed last year at last year's tent revival. Um, and she had come into Radiant Church for prayer. Um, and, and, and so we prayed as a body for her. Um, because like she had, she, like she, she couldn't walk without a cane. Like she was having, she was having problems, and like like she couldn't pl play with her grandchildren. And so it was, it was just a thing to where we were praying for her, and she wasn't healed right then. And so Pastor Kelly, the lead pastor for Radiant Church, she was felt discouraged. Um, but then at tent at the tent revival, Mario Murillo called her out. No, uh, and this is he. He had he didn't meet any of the people beforehand and be like, "I'm gonna s say this stuff. I'm gonna call you out." Blah 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 blah. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't meet with them beforehand. So he called out Grandma Doctor Donna, and she she came up to the front of the stage, and literally she threw her cane and she started dancing around. It was it was just amazing, and and that is just the thing of where. In the, we're praying as a body. It may not happen immediately. It may not be an immediate, like, a snap of a finger and the person's healed. It may take time. And, and God was using that time and that and and that experience when Donna was healed as a testimony instead of having it happen when we prayed for her. So he, he had it happen at a specific moment in time to where it would reach more people. To where it would inspire more people instead of just when we prayed for her. Um, and so, yeah, it's just a thing of where and if if you're gonna, if you pray for someone and it doesn't automatically happen, don't lose faith or feel discouraged. Because that just means God has something else planned for that person. And, and it, it really is a thing of where we have to... It says in the healing and miracles description that it is done in faith. It's done in faith. We have to believe that that person will be healed at some point, whether it's when we pray for them or whenever God, whenever God says this is when this person is going to be healed. We have to make sh we have to make sure that we stay in faith. And even though that person may not have been healed because of us, it happened at the point when she the person got healed for a reason. And so that's that was my thoughts. Yep, that's really good. Yeah, so it just shows that, you know, we could have our way and have it now. You know, we could be like Sarah yeah. and steal our blessing right now. Like read Genesis 16 and you'll get what I'm talking about. She knew her promise was to have a child, but the Lord wasn't moving as fast as she had expected. And time was a-wasting as that song says, <laughs> and she decided to let to try to force her blessing to have some expedited shipping, and that wasn't the will of God. He was taking his time, you know, five to seven business days or years <laughs> to get <laughs> her to blessing package to her, and she's like, "No, overnight shipping." So, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> seven to seven business days. Yeah, but anyway, so. She insisted that she have a surrogate, and she tried to build a family through her slave. But that caused so much tension and hurt and pain, suffering, division, all these things for the servant and for her family and for the son that the servant did conceive with Sarah's husband. And it made a mess. Whereas God's will, though slow, it's steadfast. It's constant, it's reliable and dependable, and it doesn't share blessings. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow to it. But when people try to steal away that blessing, quicken it, 
expedited, you add sorrow to it as well, inevitably. So I'll go on with the scriptures. Um, you know, there can be sickness in Christians sometimes, for sure. I still get sick. I got the flu last year. It sucked. I didn't like it. But here's the thing. John 11 verse 4 says this. But when Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness is not to end in death. And that's a promise for all of us believers. Our sickness is not to end in death, but for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified for it. And take that also with Romans 8.28, all things come together for those who love God. So even your sickness, your body's decay, it will lead to life no matter what. The Lord's will is life and healing, life more abundantly. So with all this being said, what does it look like to walk in the gift of healing? It looks like we have been commissioned. Mark 16 verses 17 through 18 says this, These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents, they will drink any deadly poison. It will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So this scripture is for every Christian. It's not just the original 12 disciples and those who received the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the signs that accompany those who believe. All those who believe. Simply believe. They will lay their hands on the sick and instead of the germs being contagious and sickness spreading, it will be healing that spreads and they will recover. Matthew 10, 8 says a very different take on healing though. Now I also want to dive into that some. I didn't expect this to be so different, but when looking in the original language, it's interesting. So Matthew 10 verse 8 says to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, freely you receive, freely give. So I looked at the original word for healing and it's, I'm going to try and say this Greek word, you guys. You know, I tried to look up the pronunciation. I couldn't find it online. So I'm just going to butcher it. But the original word in the Greek for to heal is terapeu. It's um, T-H-E-R-A-P-E-U-E-T-E. Now, I found how the French pronounced this word, but I can't find how Greeks pronounced it, so forgive me. Um, it's an interesting word for Jesus to have used because it was very prevalent amongst a lot of secular philosophy and the ancient Greeks, of course. The definition of this word, though, is to wait upon, to attend to, to worship, and describes one who waits upon their God and worships. One who waits upon their God and worships while waiting is characterized by this word. And this is the word Jesus used for healing, healing the sick. Terra puete, the sick, wait upon, worship God while waiting for them to be healed, serve, attend to the sick is what he was saying. Now, when I initially think of the gift of healing, these things, not really the first things that come to mind. I think of the riveting and soul-stirring miracles in which one fearlessly lays their hands upon one who is consumed by pestilence and all evidence of disease just melts away from their body. I always thought of John G. Lake holding germs of the bubonic plague in his hand and watching the sickness die under a microscope. And if you want more of that story, read Heavenly Authority by John G. Lake. It's really good. And it's short. I was read it in after. Amen. But anyways, of course, I knew this gift comes with faith and worship in God, but I never perceived them to be so intertwined as Jesus actually described. They're literally described. So you who walk in the gift of healing are called to wait on the Lord and worship. You want to walk in the gift of healing? Wait on the Lord and worship. That's what Jesus told you to do. Amen. And 
here's the thing. He's not going to give you more steps and directions until you walk in the steps and directions he's already given you. I've had to tell this to people so many times. It's like, I already told you what to do. Why do you keep on asking him for directions and steps? Like, you haven't been obedient in the steps he's given you. It's a convicting word, but some people need to hear that. Yeah, I need to hear it. Mm -hmm. So if God's told you to do something and you're not doing it, don't ask him to give you more directions. Obey what he's already told you, and then he'll give you your next step. Ta-da! It's actually Ta simpler, than we, simpler than we make it. Who would have th thought that? <laughs> I nearly said thunk, but that's probably not very professional of me. Um, anyways, now I was going over again, 1 Corinthians 12 this morning. And what's really interesting about this is that there's different gifts of healing. Now, people don't really talk about that. We kind of see the gift, gift of healing, gift of prophecy in tongues. But let's read this passage again, starting at verse 7. It says, But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, and to another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healing, gifts with an S of healing. That's plural. None of the other ones are plural. Let's keep on reading. Gifts of healing by the one same Spirit. And to another, the effecting of miracles. And to another, prophecy. And to another, the distinguishing of spirits. And to another, various kinds of tongues. And to another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually, just as he wills. Oh, that's so that's easy. Have you ever thought about how there's gifts of healing? What do you think that's that means? interesting how it says there's gifts because none of the other yeah. ones say gifts. That yeah, that's that's so amazing. But mm -hmm. I have thought of that. I have thought about that. Like why why does it say gifts of healing? Because it doesn't say that any like it doesn't say that with any of the other gifts. But mm -hmm. one thing they do all share they're all given by the same spirit they're all yeah they're, they're all given by the same spirit they're not given to by different spirits by one spirit by one and the same and, and it's it, i i've never really like actually gotten an answer to why it's called gifts instead of gift of healing but you know yeah so the scripture healing is the only gift that is said to actually have gifts it was said that there is the gift of prophecy, and that's interesting to me because there's definitely different types of prophets. There's yeah. seer prophets, watchmen, hearers, yeah. so and the, then there's yeah. even action-oriented prophets, prophets, which really have prophetic motions, mm. and tongues, words of wisdom, the word of wisdom, but gifts of healing. So that must mean there's many kinds of healing. And it may seem like, well, we don't have an answer for this. Why is there gifts of healing? But if we look in the scripture, we do witness a lot of different types of healing, all different types of operation. So we know in Revelation 22, there's the ultimate healing where the nations will eat the medicinal leaves of the tree of life. And we know from Mark 16, 17 through 18, the great commission passage, that there is the laying on of hands form of healing. And we also know that from Luke 10, 8, there's the gift of healing that comes in the form of service, worship, and patience. Mm. And you can't really operate in any other gift of healing if you don't worship and wait on the Lord. That's essential for all gifts 
So I was thinking, what else is there? Well, there's healing words. Often throughout scripture and Jesus's miracles, you don't see him lay hands on people. You see him speak. So one of my favorite examples of this is Matthew 8 as the story of the centurion. And we'll start reading in verse 5. It says, when Jesus entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, imploring him and saying, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and I will heal him. But the centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. Do you guys hear that? I'm going to say it again and again. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. It's our words. It's our words. If you're called to worship God, use your mouth and healing will also come. Oh, we use our words too. It's not just about laying on of hands. You have to use your words too. And that is absolutely actions and words are intertwined. So you also see this in Mark 5, I believe, where, um, oh, let's see. I believe it's Mark 5. This is off the top of my head, though. A woman comes to Christ and he heals her. The action is done, but he seals it with his words. So we are to speak words of healing and life over and into people's souls. And God will act in healing. But even after that, we're called to speak forth healing and seal it with words. Jesus did that all the time. If it's not Mark 5, and if I'm off on that, it's throughout the gospel. So just read the gospels. This is a good time to encourage you guys. Read the gospels. It's somewhere in Mark. That's a good gospel. I like John better though. Um, but anyways, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I say to this one, go and he goes and to another come and he comes and to my slave, do this and he does it. Now, when Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who were following, Truly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. I say to you that many will come from east and west and recline at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it shall be done for you as you have believed. And the servant was healed at that very moment. So Christ didn't lay his hands on him. He didn't even see him. He didn't meet him. He didn't know the servant's name. He did not weigh upon and serve. He simply spoke, and this itself is a gift of healing, speaking healing words mm-hmm. and witnessing that fulfillment as well. So, Ethan, would you say that there's different needs for healing? I mean, you could say, yes, there are different needs for healing. Yeah, I would definitely say that. That wasn't a trick yeah. question, even though it seems obvious. <laughs> yeah, like... So, it, it, there are different it, needs for healing. Yeah, there is. There's it, different it, types of healing and different gifts of healing. Mm. Like that's good spiritual healing. Ooh. So Jeremiah three twenty two says, "My wayward children, saith the Lord, come back to me, and I will heal your wayward hearts." So with spiritual healing, deliverance of demons, strongholds, and bondages is necessary. Mm-hmm. Healing for the soul comes with freedom from the bondage of the soul. Walking as a vessel for spiritual healing relates to walking in deliverance ministry intently as well. Mm-hmm. Because think about if you're a temple. And your body's the outer core of the temple. And then your heart's the inner courts. And your soul is the holy of holies. 
and you need spiritual healing. You need demons casted out of you or just departed from you. Whether you're being possessed or oppressed, you need spiritual healing. That comes with deliverance. Often I witness people who just try to speak healing over people. And here's the thing. There's such things as demonic strongholds of infirmity. It's true. Sometimes there's generational curses and bondages. Sometimes there's trauma that's a stronghold, a demonic stronghold. And it has to be casted out of that person. For you to receive healing, you have to be set free. And freedom is for those who believe. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. You can deliver an atheist, a Buddhist, a Muslim. But here's the thing. Deliverance is for those who believe. And it's for those who aren't just going to leave their temple empty once demons are casted out from it, but fill it up with the Holy Spirit. Because what good is an empty temple? It has to be filled up with the Holy Spirit, mm. with the fruits of the Spirit. What good is a barren fig tree? Jesus already cursed that in Matthew 21. We don't need to be barren fig trees. You know, if you're going to be barren, it's better to just be uprooted and taken away and have a fruitful tree planted in the soil. But you can't leave your soul, your spirit, your body empty. You know, you can have all the deliverance you want, but you better be filled up with the Holy Spirit. Something I pray over myself often is, Lord, I pray that no one, nothing indwells me but you. I pray that your Holy Spirit fills my heart, my spirit, my soul, my mind, and my body, and that there is no vacancy for anything else. So spiritual healing comes freedom and deliverance. People were delivered out of Egypt. It's not good enough to just stay on the border of Egypt, though. Exodus wouldn't be very triumphant if they just left Egypt and hung out right around the border. They had to go into the promised land and walk in salvation. I'm also reminded of the book of Solomon. So Onesimus was a runaway slave. He was staying with Paul. He was saved, right? His owner didn't know where he was. He could have just lived like that. But he hadn't been officially set free by his owner. He was still in bondage. His name was still in bondage. His whole being was still bonded to his owner. So the short epistle of Philemon, or Philemon is how you actually pronounce it. I'm bad at pronouncing it though. How we say in the South is Philemon. <laughs> People never know what I'm talking about. But Philemon, Paul is writing to the slave owner Philemon on behalf of Onesimus so that he would actually be set free. Because though Onesimus was saved, he needed delivered. So many Christians are saved. They've received salvation, but they're still, they're still oppressed and they need delivered. So if you want to walk in life more abundantly and not just life, we need deliverance. If you need healing for your soul, cast out that demon of trauma and depression. I bind that spirit of anxiety that's overwhelming the person on the other side of the screen. I bind the spirit of trauma and hurtful memory recollection that's on the other side of the person or on the other side of this come on attacking this person i bind that spirit of generational curse yes and family history and imbalanced hormones and pharmacia in jesus name you are bound and you have no place here instead of those demons may the holy spirit fill your soul and heart and spirit and mind and body that there be no room for any wickedness, 
but let you be filled and let these signs follow you who can fully believe in Jesus' name. Mm. Let these signs of healing and casting out demons follow you. These signs of raising the dead and laying hands upon the sick follow you. In Jesus' name, I pray deliverance and spiritual healing over everyone who's listening to me right now. And Lord, just save and set free your people. Salvation belongs to you, Lord. Your blessings be upon your people, as you say in your word, Psalms 3, verse 8. Let your blessings be upon your people. Thank you, Lord, for how you saved us. Now bring us to full deliverance out of this world. If Jesus prayed, deliver us from evil, how much more do we have to pray it? Mm. I'm led to say that. Jesus said, this is how you pray. He said, deliver us from evil, us. So you, I, him, deliver us, all of us, from evil. Many Christians are too prideful to pray that prayer. Many Christians say that they have no evil. But here's the thing. First John 1 says that you're making light of the gospel. You who say you have no sin, you're not saved because Jesus died for our sins. And if you say you've never sinned, what did he die for? He died to take away our sins. He died to bring salvation to you. He resurrected to dispense salvation upon the entire earth. So no longer be prideful and say you are saved. You've been a Christian for this many years. You were raised Southern Baptist. I don't care. You need no deliverance. We all need deliverance. We all need deliverance. Come on. If Jesus prayed it, we we should be praying it too. And Come that's what on. spiritual healing looks like. So, okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Um, that surprised me. <laughs> I wasn't planning on that. That's good though. Um, <laughs> oh, sometimes you guys, I get the Holy Spirit Google, giggles. I can't talk. The Holy Spirit giggles. And I swear God is just like bubbling up so much inside of me. And I just can't help but laugh. And it's not at all mockery. It's just sheer joy. But another form of healing is emotional healing. Who has needed some emotional healing? I know I have. I needed some emotional healing this week. So <laughs> Psalms 147 verse 3 really relates to this. It says he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, healing their pain and comforting their sorrow. That's the amplified version, by the way. Not my usual version, but I liked how it describes that verse. So Psalms 143 or 147 verse 3. Emotional healing often especially relates to the weight and worship foundation of healing. Emotional healing typically involves recovery. So usually people don't wake up and all of a sudden, oh, depression's gone. But it's this gradual recovery. And that's okay. That's still God. He works in slowness. Mm, Come Um, on. Sometimes the binding of wounds takes times or binding of wounds takes time there you it's not go. <laughs> just the instantaneous oh my heart's in a cast my heart's already molded in a cast sometimes the lord takes his time and time is his so he can take it to wrap up our hearts and bandage them so if you're feeling like you're in a slow recovery and you're not having a real miracle because it's taking time well here's the thing If God's the God of healing, he's also the God of recovery. And it's okay to just have to rest and recover. That's healing too. God created time. And it's not time that heals. I don't like that phrase either. It's not time that heals, but God can use time to heal. So um, before I move on, Ethan, I want Mm -hmm. to hear any of your thoughts. Uh, I'm 
I'm just listening, so. <laughs> That's fair. Um, another one I wanted to talk about is mental healing. We hear so much about mental health these days, and, you know, we talk about it a lot, but it's not really helpful, you know? It's, you it's, know what I mean? It's not talked about. It's not, it's not talked about in the church. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, they maybe do a brief recap on it, but they don't, they don't talk about it. Um, yeah. And we, we actually did an episode of RMR, and Lily was on it, um, where we talked about mental health and suicide. Um, because, and, and later I will talk about a testimony of that, um, and I'll talk about some testimonies of mental health and suicide. Um, and I will, I can talk about that later. Um, but we, we will touch up on it in, in today's episode. So, yeah. Now, mental healing, it's, it's talked about so much in the world, but you think you're right. It's not talked about very much in the church. It isn't. You no. Know, it, be- and it's dangerous when the world <sighs> talks about something needed more than the church does. Because then people go to the world for advice and counsel yeah. and its needs instead of the church. Because when because of how the nation is in today's world and how how the world sees Christianity, it's not always best to go to the world for our answers. But the church doesn't talk about it, and that's why Christians go more towards what what the what what the nation is saying instead of what the church is saying and that's why i think that the church should be talking about these stuff more talking about the fivefold and talking about this kind of stuff because it's needed it's needed in the church yeah it is and needed like, for the body of christ mm-hmm. i was brought to a verse it's a uh, second corinthians four sixteen says therefore we do not lose heart though our outer man is decaying our inner man is being renewed day by day so our inner man is our mind our minds are called to be renewed day by day you know i've talked about this a lot repentance the greek word for it is metanoeo and meta means change and noeo means the way you think it's in our nature to dwell on our circumstances on our life or on our environment but when you change your mind you think about what you're called to think about in Philippians 4, 8. And I also want to read that passage. It says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence in anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. Verse 9, The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me practice these things. The God of peace shall be with you. So, even our minds need deliverance. It's not just our actions, because you don't do things that you don't think about. The mouth speaks of what the heart overflows, Matthew twelve thirty four. But also, the hand acts out of what the mind thinks and of what fills the heart as well. So, if your hand is causing you to stumble, it's probably related to your mind and your thoughts that are first causing you to stumble. So before you cut off your hand, maybe you just need to change the way you think. <laughs> you know, that's um, kind of spin off of Jesus's parables. You know, pluck your eye out, cut off your hand. Well, first 
check out the way you think, you guys. We need to repent. We need to change our minds because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And we are called to think about whatever is true and honorable and right of good repute. Whoa. So mental healing, it comes with healing of the thought. Um, I used to think about committing suicide and cutting myself a lot. I used to think about how people are going to reject me even though they haven't had a chance to accept me fully because I just withdraw being so afraid of rejection. And that's what my mind dwelled on. So guess what I did and guess what I thought about? Guess what I felt? I had so many strongholds of depression and anxiety and rejection and just false idols. Whoa. You know, and because the church doesn't talk about it, I did go to a world for comfort. I yeah. did look up and read about, well, what's going on with me? What's happening to me? I want to find out, yeah. you know, why Why do I feel this way? I'm going to read a secular website. I'm not going to go to God. Yeah, God doesn't understand. The Bible like, doesn't talk about what I'm going through. No one gets what I'm going through. So I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah, because like, I go where people do understand me. Yeah, because like the thing is, there's um uh, there's a a study um I believe where there's where they took people and they and there's there's a thing of when you're going through a day, how's your mindset? When you're going through your day by day, how are you thinking the day's gonna go? Are you thinking is the day's gonna go amazing? I'm gonna have a great day. Or are you saying today's gonna be a terrible day? Because your mindset, your mind, and how you think changes your the outcome of the day. If you think negatively, then the day's gonna come out negatively. But if you think positively, and if you have a positive mindset, then the day's gonna go by positive. Like if you're gonna at school, let's use a school example. If you have a te like a big test that day, and you say, and you you have a mindset to where you say that you're gonna fail, and you just tell yourself that, then you're gonna fail the test. But if you say, if you tell your mind that, and you have a good mindset to where you say, I've studied and I've tried my, I'll I try my, I'll try my best on the test, and while yes, I may fail, but I'll come out with a good mindset, then you won't fail the test. You may not fail the test. If you have a positive mindset, it'll change the outcome of the day. And, and that's the thing to where our mindsets and how we think and how our minds think is so important. And taking care of our mind is such an important thing. And, and making sure that our mind is okay in our mind and we're taking care of our mental health, which is why that's such a big thing and why mental health should be talked about more in the church because mental health is such a big thing and yeah. and that's why people are thinking of committing committing suicide or people have yeah because you know the silence of god's people give the demons room to fill up the air with their noise the silence of god's people give demons room to make their noise yeah so when we're silent about suicide and devastation and crisis of people in their hearts, then the demons are going to make their noise. The demons aren't afraid to speak up like some Christians are. They'll say they're junk as long as they live or die because demons are yeah. spears of death. And all this brought me to Proverbs 18, verse 20. In 21, it says, With the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. He will be satisfied with the product of his lips. 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue, but those who love it will eat its fruit. So life and death is in the power of the tongue, but the tongue speaks what the mind thinks. So death and life is in the power of your mind. If you're dwelling on death, if you're subjecting yourself to morbidity and that spirit of morbidity and death and cynicism has a stronghold uh, in, in your mind, then your tongue's going to reflect it and your actions are going to reflect it. And inevitably, the course of your life is going to reflect it. It's going to reflect what you think and what you allow in your mind. And that's why it's said to take every thought captive to Christ. Yeah, because there's intrusive thoughts. Mm. There's thoughts that break through the windows while you're sleeping and try to rob things away. There's thoughts that pose threats to your well-being and your life and life more abundantly. So you're meant to take those thoughts captive and bind the strong man so that you can think about whatever is pure and right and honorable and lovely. Yeah. You can't think about those things when letting these intrusive thoughts and cynicisms and just darkness into your mind and the words of your thoughts because then there's double-mindedness. And guess what? That's also infernal. Double-mindedness? How can you praise God with your mind, but also praise this world? Mm, How can you speak out of two different tongues? That's like salt water coming out of a fresh spring. How can you have two different altars when you have one heart? Yeah, and like, it is it is such a hard thing because when the church has has just been attacked like the church is being attacked and and the, I, the tr- it's it's sad when people go to the when people don't go to the church because like i've heard people say the church the church i i like i've lost like people have lost th- their way from god because people haven't the church hasn't been talking about this stuff like they don't talk about mental health or suicide they don't talk about these things and it's 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 just such a sad thing to like to to see that and yeah yeah so uh what other scripture do you have lily that's really my whole mini sermon (laughs) um you know, I was just meditating on healing this morning. God gave me so much overflow on what he says about healing. And some of it's in contrast to what the church says, but much of it aligns with how we desire to live as well. So he gave me all this scripture. I'm just praising him for it. And honestly, that's that's my whole spiel. <laughs> Do we have testimonies, though? I bet we have testimonies. <laughs> Yes, um, and I, I wanna, I wanna do this testimony because I, God is kind of telling me to to give a testimony. Um, so back, I don't know, in December maybe, um, one of my friends, um, messaged me and was talking to me, um, and and she, um, I'm not gonna name names. She wanted to commit suicide. She reached out to me telling me about what she, what she was wanting to do um and so she messaged me while i was shooting an episode for rmrr and she was messaging me on how she the message basically said that she 
she hurt she had hurt herself um she wanted to reach out to me to to tell me that she hoped she was going to see me the next morning and and it was it hurt me because i i i i care about this friend i care about this person and i didn't want to see her hurt and so she she reached out to me and i immediately i told my dad and my and michael cuz we were shooting and i told them of what she had told me so we talked to the police and and we went through the, all of that trying to to get the police to go there we we had reached out to the police we had we had done the things i got her contact i was able to get the rest of her contact information um luckily they found they found her um they they got to her before anything serious happened um and so afterwards um i i i messaged her with a with a message cuz she she was angry she she was angry at me and i i messaged her telling her that it was me who who messaged um and so she she was angry at me and it was just it was such a hard thing to go through and and it was it was a thing to where if she hadn't reached out to me um it it would have been it would have been bad and if i wouldn't have taken the steps that i took and if i would have just not said anything and just gone with the episode there would have been a different outcome and so she uh there's it's it's just been a, a lot and it's just been it was a very hard situation to go through um but if don't be afraid to talk to someone about this because it is a serious thing. It's a serious problem that's going on in our world and in our and in our lifetime. This is a very very serious matter. And it's it's not it's not something that we can just ignore. It, reach out to someone if you are having these problems. Talk to a friend or talk to a parent. Or if you can't talk to them, talk to a school counselor or talk to a teacher. Or talk to someone who you can trust. Talk to someone. Talk, And if it's available to you, talk to a therapist. Because these things matter. And these, these situations matter in our life because... No, it's very significant and your life is valuable. We don't want to lose anyone. We don't want to lose someone because they were too afraid to reach out. So please, if if it's available to you, reach out to someone. Talk to someone, please. Because it's it's just a thing where there's, in our society, there's a, a stigmatization where when you have mental health problems, that means you're broken. When you have mental health, that means you're you're not worth it you're not worth the time or the commitment but in our in our in society there should be there should be help because when when we're ignorant to mental health and when it's not talked about then that's when we lose people and that's when people get lost and it's such a hard thing when when you when you when you almost or when you lose someone because of uh, because of mental health and if someone reached out to you like a friend or a family member if they reached out to you don't be afraid to tell someone if they reached out to you about mental health talk to someone don't be afraid because that's that's something that like that's 
that's something that we need to do. We need to ask for help. We need to ask for people's help. And if someone reached out to you, please reach out to a therapist or someone if if you're worried about them. And, oh, and talk to them or pray for them. If someone reaches out to you, pray for them about their mental health and pray against suicide and and pray against depression and other things like that. Um, and and so it's just it's such a it's it's a good thing when someone reaches out to you because that means they trust they trust you with with their problems and they want to talk to someone. So they reach out to you. And so it's just, it's, it's so amazing and so incredible when someone reaches out to you and when someone talks to you. And, and so, yeah, so. And, um, it is biblical, you guys, to have people come to you and to go to people as well for help. Proverbs 11 verses 13 through 14 says, he who goes about as a tellbearer reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy conceals the matter. Where there is no guidance, the people will fall. But in abundance of counselors, there is victory. So it is honorable to go out for help. It is honorable to be a help to others. It's, you don't do one without the other. If you're a helper, you also need help. If you're someone who needs help, also you'll be built up to be a helper as well. It's something that we're all called to be. I remember... I used to struggle so much with the idea of I'm helping people so they can't know that I struggle with the same thing they do because if they knew, then I wouldn't be trusted to help them out of that situation. But here's the thing. God's leading us all out of those pits. And I struggle and Ethan struggles just like you do. We are called to be helpers and we're called to be helped. And your ultimate help does not come from a friend. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother, as said in Proverbs 18.24. And Psalms 121 says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So when you go to a person, careful, careful to let them not become your savior. This is something that does appear sometimes with people who have the gift of healing. They are idolized in the church, especially by non-believers too, but especially in the church. Yeah. And that's really dangerous because, you know, God's the healer is the one spirit who gives all the gifts so that God may be glorified. Not that your face can be put on a fancy invitation for everyone to watch you do miracles. It's not you, it's God. And that night when when she reached out to me it was january 9th cuz i remember i can remember the day very clearly we were on the podcast she sent me this message during the podcast and i i asked god what he wanted me to do he told me that i needed i needed like big bold words needed to reach out and tell my parents well tell my to tell my dad and michael to tell them what she told me yeah so what i noticed in that situation someone went to ethan for help but he went to god for help what that's what's really special about that he went to god for help often people come to me and i don't know what to say to them sometimes multiple people are coming to me and they tell me different stories and i i don't know who's telling the truth i 
course, don't know how I'll help them and advise them out of that situation when I don't even know what the truth of the matter is. So I have to lean on God for my help, my understanding, my discernment, because I don't want to discern from my flesh and from suspicion and what it's most likely to be because of there's appearance of this. I want to discern from his spirit and from that heavenly bird's eye view that sees everything, that overlooks everything, all is laid bare before him. I want a glimpse of that so that I can actually discern and be of help to people. And I need God to help me when I'm helping others more than any other time, especially. We need God to help us. So I remember so many testimonies of my own healing, but, you know, I especially relate to what I said about spiritual healing because um, you who know my story know that I struggled extensively with depression, tried to take my life, um, trauma, and uh, different mental hurts. So my healing came with deliverance from those spirits who had raised themselves up as strongholds in my life. There's demons behind depressions. There's demons behind these excessive emotions and frustrations and anger. So, of course, people make agreement with these spirits. And it's not all like, oh, blame it on the devil. It's all his fault. No, that's not what I'm saying. Don't go accusing me of nothing like that. But, you know, we make agreement with Satan and then he takes advantage of that. So we have to break agreement with that. And we can only receive healing when we're free. We have to be set free to receive healing. Um, demonic bondages, hindrances, they'll get in the way. We got to get rid of that stuff. We got to clean out our temple, um, turn over some tables sometimes like Jesus did in Matthew 21. I believe it's Matthew 21. It may be the end of Matthew 20, but it's right around there. So I guess I'll start with, with my final thought. Um, if you're called to healing, walk in it humbly, worship and wait on God. That's what it means to walk on healing. Healing, the gift of healing, is not just about testimonies. It's not just about cool testimonies. Someone got out of their deathbed, their hospital bed. All of a sudden, all these medical bills, they don't have to happen anymore because someone's just got healed. Those are amazing stories. But healing means to wait and worship God. Yeah. So if you are confident that you walk in this gift of healing, be prepared to wait a lot This and worship it and serve. Yeah. This... Because we are called to serve and attend to the mm. sick. Not just lay hands on them and pray and get over with, anoint them with oil and go about our day. But we're called to serve them too. You know, yeah. so often I used to just pray for people and say a quick prayer over them. I'm not I'm not degrading prayer. But I used to just say a quick prayer over them and go about my day and not offer any help to them with where they're at. And here's the thing. It's beautiful to lay your hands out upon the sick and see them recover instantaneously, be made well. But we're called to be servants. We're called to make ourselves last because the last will be first. So, pillars, walk in that promise and serve. Wait on the Lord to act and to speak to you. Don't hastily lay your hands on just anyone, but follow where God leads you to the people which he calls you to and serve him as you serve his people. Serve God first before you serve people. And, you know, don't be overwhelmed by this gift. Don't be wise in your own conceits, as I believe is Proverbs 
7, it says that, but fear the Lord and turn away from evil. So in every gift, use it for the glory of God. That's its intended purpose. It's not just to um, bring about fullness and wellness to people. That's lovely, but it's to glorify God. So walk in accordance with that purpose. And that's really my final thought. What about you, Ethan? You know, I want to share this quick testimony. My my grandma on my mom's side, um, she um, she was she believed in the Lord, and um, she she had been in the hospital with cancer, and she had COVID. Um, and she there was prayer for her, but she she passed on, and I do believe that she is with the Lord, where there is no pain. Where there is no no misery, no no tears, just joy, peace, and love. And that's the thing. When we go, when when we do pass away, there's and 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 when people the when when I when we pass on there and we go up to heaven, there's there's not going to be any pain. There's not going to be any suffering or sorrow. Or misery. There's not going to be any of it. There's just going to be joy and happiness. And um, my as a final thought, healing is 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 a good thing. It is a it is a good thing. It is it is it mental health and spiritual health and physical health. It is it's it's healing is necessary for spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, even. Prayer is 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 just an amazing thing, and I'm uh I'm feeling led to pray for people. So, uh, Lily, why don't you go first, and um, I'll go after you. Okay, Lord, first I just thank you, Lord. I give all my thanksgiving, my heart full of gratitude to you, Lord. And now, Lord, by supplication, I pray that your mercy, your healing, your spirit falls freely and wildly upon these people listening to us. Mm. I pray that all of a sudden casts break open and legs are strained and muscles are filled with new bone cells. I pray that, oh, muscles are strengthened. Mm. And I yes, repeat that spirit of arthritis that's been trying to attack a woman who's been listening to us lately. Mm. I pray mm-hmm. that your hands are strengthened and you can write and grasp things fully grasp the word of god with your spirit's hand and grasp your bible with your physical hand in jesus name be healed Mm. and lord i pray that not only are people's bodies healed their hearts and their souls and their spirits Mm. yes god lord heal our thoughts cure us of our thoughts cure us of our sin go through our temples lord and find anything unworthy and toss it out the window and lord now you move in let there be no vacancy because we are filled with your holy spirit and that is how we are healed lord mm. i pray that we have hope because you who began a good work in us will bring it to completion until the day of jesus christ on the day of jesus christ we'll eat that healing we'll eat those healing leaves and we will be filled and we will be whole and we will have our whole new bodies though our outer man is decaying our inner man is being renewed by by you day by day and lord i thank you for this so jesus i pray that our inner man is renewed let ourselves let our minds be renewed god i pray that you remove any 
They end us hindering the way we think, the way our minds and hearts meditate upon your word. But Lord, let us hide your word within our hearts so that we may not sin against you, as Psalms 119.11 says. Jesus, thank you for this podcast and thank you for each sweetheart listening to us. I pray that they receive your word and as they freely receive, let them freely give. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Mm. Your turn. <laughs> I want you to pray too, Ethan. Mm. God, I just, I thank you for the people listening and watching. God, I thank you for what you're doing in their lives right now. God, I pray that this podcast would would go out to anyone who needs to hear this, God. I pray that you would just send this out in any way that you, that it needs to go. God, I pray that. I pray for the people that are listening and on the other end of the screen. God, I just, I pray a healing over, over any of their needs. God, you know what they need. God, I pray that you would heal them. You would heal their spirit, their heart, their mind, their soul. God, I pray that you would heal them in Jesus mighty name God I pray that they would they would just have a holy spirit anointing in Jesus mighty name God I pray that they would they would feel your presence in Jesus mighty name God I pray that you would just light a fire in them for you God to where they will continue to chase after you in Jesus mighty name God I just I pray that they would that there would be a spark that would grow inside of them and that the people that they are around would want to know what happened to them in Jesus mighty name God I pray that the people on this other end of the screen God I pray that they would share share their their testimony with you God I pray that you would just just guide them just guide them God I pray that they would know the calling that you have prepared for them God in Jesus mighty name God I pray that you would you would heal the back pain God I pray that you would heal you would heal the broken arms God you would I pray that you would heal the 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 mental health God I pray that they would the people that are watching that if there's anyone who's dealing with thoughts of suicide I pray that they would capture those thoughts God and I pray that they would give give the thoughts to you in Jesus mighty name God I pray that I pray against any strongholds or plans of the enemy that are coming against the pe the listeners and viewers today, God. I pray that they would be broken right now in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that I pray that the chains that are on them, I pray that they would be broken off in Jesus' mighty name. Right now in Jesus' mighty name. God, I pray that you would just fulfill them. God, I pray that they would have a a baptization in the word god i pray that they would that they would have a baptization of the spirit in jesus mighty name god i pray that they would just continue to follow you in jesus mighty name god i pray i pray against the attacks and the plans of the enemy that are trying to that are trying to 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 put negative thoughts in the in the people on the other side of the screen god i pray that the thoughts that they would capture the thoughts god i pray that they would they would just feel the holy spirit's presence god i pray that would be in them and through them god i pray that they would just learn they would just have a relationship with you god in jesus mighty name i pray amen amen and before we before we go into the uh, before we go into the rest of the to the the end we never want to end a show without giving you the opportunity to have a personal relationship with Jesus. If you do not have a personal relationship with him, you can. It is not too late. And if today is the day that you want to get right with God, 
We're all going to pray this prayer with you, with you. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, repeat after me. Say, Dear God. Dear God. I know that I've sinned. I know that I've sinned. But I believe. But I believe. That Jesus died in my place. That Jesus died in my place. And God. And God. You raised him from the dead. You raised him from the dead. So Jesus. So Jesus. I confess. I confess. That you are Lord. That you are Lord. Please be Lord of my life. Please be Lord of my life. Wash away my sins. Wash away my sins. And give me the power to follow you. And give me the power to follow you. Amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe that you were born again. We would love to share in this with you. You can write us at choice at waymaker.rmrr.live. And we would be happy to celebrate with you and welcome you into the family. And to keep you on track with your decision and to combat the enemy, we would recommend that the next step after that is to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, and Holy Spirit-filled church. Thank you for joining us today. And, and as a reminder, if you like today's show and, and the show's content, we encourage you to share it with your friends, family, loved ones, coworkers, etc. Because sharing is caring. And remember, check out waymaker.rmrr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show. Please like and subscribe to the show's YouTube page. Podcasts of the show are available on all your favorite podcast providers. Please check out the show archive page on the Waymaker website for a listing of which podcast providers you can find us on. Follow us on Facebook and the show's website for all the latest information and updates about the show. If you like the shows and the show's content and feel led to donate to us, there are links to do so on the website down below in the description and for those watching on your screen and also Tithely, the app and the website. All donations go to hosting fees, software, equipment, and wherever the Holy Spirit directs us to go to give. And remember to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-led church. Plug into groups and discipleship opportunities and serve in any way you can. Thank you again for joining us and be blessed. Thank you for listening to Waymaker Ministries. Have a blessed day.